Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. From, from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring him word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. One of your choir members walked past me and said, who's playing the three wise men? I said, you know who it is. It's these three guys right here. And they said, no, it's the three wise guys. <laughs> um, today is a, a, an odd day in that we have Epiphany on a Sunday. It doesn't happen that often. Um, it doesn't happen like you think once every seven years because of leap year, it skips around some. But I had realized um, that uh, several weeks ago I'd celebrated the 10th anniversary of my ordination. And the funny thing about that was, was that it was on December the 17th, but I woke up on the 18th and could not remember why the 17th was important to me. And I thought maybe it was some sort of historical date or something like that. And then it occurred to me, oh, it's the date of my ordination. So um, in 10 years, I think I looked this morning, it's happened once. Epiphany's been on Sunday. And, uh, and, I, and I didn't preach that day, so I've never preached these texts before. And they're extraordinary, for sure. Um, we're all familiar with them. It's sort of the last part of the Christmas story told before Jesus and Mary and Joseph have to flee. Um, as they're being hunted and searched down. But it also starts with this beautiful aria of language that we have in Isaiah that foretells 
of this, and Isaiah is much about the arrival of Jesus in his, in his prophecies. You'll read many times things that he says about the coming of the one who would be the Son of God. And every time that this reading comes up for me um, in my own personal life, I always think of um, roads traveled. Um, because I think of the three wise men, I think of the distance that they must have come, thousands of miles, some say multi-thousands of miles possibly, um, and that road traveled. And I think most of the time, us as humanity and humanity throughout the course of history travel a road that is very much um, fraught with peril, that is um, full of also joy at the same time, but we make a critical error in the road that we walk, and I know that I do it, and that is that we feel as though the next destination is going to bring us peace or harmony or all things shall be made well at my next destination. If I can just get through college, then everything will be okay. If I can just get a good job, then it'll all be right. If I can just marry, it'll all be okay. If I can get to retirement, I know then that things will be okay. And it seems to me that when we arrive at that destination from the road, we learn very quickly that that's false, that somebody sold us a bill of goods, that that's not the case. Just ask anyone in here who has retired. That's not the case. It looks like the good life, and it is, but there are many other worries that come at that age as well, and everything else in between. And so we walk this road in our life that is much like the road that the wise men walked, um, very much, again, fraught with peril, wanting to be taken by somebody or something, or very much with joy that we don't ever celebrate enough. And we always walk it in the thought that we are in control of the destiny, of the destination. We are in control of where it is that we're going. When the fact of the matter is, is that if we would relinquish that control and say that we are completely out of power, we would lose that wantonness to reach the next destination because we would realize how unimportant it really, really is because it is not. You're looking at someone who has made a lifetime out of destinations. I thought if I became a priest, then all things would be made well because God was calling me to the priesthood. I'm still the same human that I was before those 10 years ago, in some respects worse, some respects better. That is not the place that you're traveling to. The place that you're traveling to is the same as the place that the wise men travel to today, to see the magnificence of the one who has been born. Without the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ, every road that we would go down would be for naught. It would be worthless. But now when we travel the road, we don't travel to the next destination in this life as important as they may be. Your children's graduation is important. Your firstborn child, your first grandchild, your first whatever is important. Of course it is. But it's not the ultimate place 
that we go. The writings this morning from Isaiah are so gorgeous in how they're constructed. They're constructed much like Isaiah, poetically. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, a thick darkness the peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you, and His glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn." We are on a road. The psalmist says, joy cometh in the morning. I hear it all the time. I hear that verse repeated at least 40 times a year from different perspectives and speeches and all sorts of things. Joy cometh in the morning because that's when the daylight breaks and the long night, the long night of the dark soul where we toss and turn and think about the things that we would not tell anybody else, although God already knows them. But then the light breaks in. And the light breaks in, and when it does, hopefully sometimes we remember that road that we're traveling in that final destination and where that is and what that is. Because regardless of all the things that the Gospels tell us, as important as they are, we're going through this long season of Epiphany, and it's a long season this year. Usually it's five or six weeks. I think it's seven or eight this year. Um, We're going to hear all of these amazing miracles, all of the great things that Christ did in the time that He was here with us, and they are astounding. There's no question about it. But for you, they are astounding, but they are to prove that He was God incarnate and that our road is to travel to Him and not to anyone else, not to anything else. Anything else that we do is almost folly. It really doesn't matter if you're not on the road to Him. Isaiah also says that there will come a point when the dawn from on high shall break, and you shall see the glory of the Lord. The road that we walk is again fraught with peril, and it is with joy. It is full of sin, and it is also full of forgiveness and love and the power of Jesus Christ. But ultimately, the dawn will break from on high, and we will arise and shine, because we will arrive at that place where the wise men came to and see what we can't see now, but we will see it fully then when we glimpse across the glassy sea and depart this life. We will look upon Him. And I have a feeling, I just have this wonderful and great feeling that we're going to look and go, oh, I get it. Amen.